Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Here are your headlines. The FAA and NTSB continue to investigate Friday's fatal helicopter crash in San Bernardino County. The crash claimed the lives of all six people aboard. One of the deceased passengers is Herbert Wigway, who is one of Nigeria's most prominent bankers. He was traveling with his wife and son. The helicopter was flying between Palm Springs and Boulder City, Nevada, when it crashed during stormy conditions. Michael Graham is with the NTSB. Our operations group has begun gathering information to include pilot records, flight dispatch records, and aircraft maintenance records. The incident follows the crash of a military helicopter last Tuesday in the California desert, which claimed the lives of five Marines. The names of the deceased service personnel were released over the weekend. And it was a tough night for Niners fans after the team's heartbreaking Super Bowl loss in Las Vegas last night. CBS Sports with the call of the game winner. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! The Chiefs won in overtime, 25-22. to Here's 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan after the game. No regrets with our team. I thought our guys played so hard today. Not everything was perfect by no means, but um, I'm going to lose with a group of guys. Let's do with those guys anytime. And Antonio Guerrero says his Niners will be back. You can see it right here. It speaks for itself. You know, talking about even, even in the worst times, everybody still come together. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 
Cal State faculty members start voting today on a deal that could raise wages and add more paid parental leave. But some Cal State employees say it falls short of what their union is demanding. Here's LAS Mariana Dale. January's CSU strike ended after one day when union leaders reached a deal with management. I just started crying. I think the wind got let out of our sails. Then there was this wave of confusion. That's professors Kate Osmond, Alfredo Carlos, and Rob Schlela. The initial shock started a movement to reject the tentative agreement, including at Cal State Long Beach, where Schlela works. Let's redirect this momentum into getting back to the bargaining table. Among the vote no faculty's priorities is a bigger raise for the lowest paid instructors. That's LAist reporter Mariana Dale. A new immigration court opens in the Bay Area today. It's part of an effort by the Biden administration to cope with a record number of asylum seekers and a historic backlog of 3 million cases nationwide. As KQED's senior immigration editor Taiki Hendricks found, the new courtrooms will help, but also create some new problems. The new court is in an office tower on a busy boulevard in Concord, about 30 miles east of San Francisco. They wouldn't allow me in for an early look, but 21 new immigration judges will soon start hearing cases here. Mimi Sankoff is president of the National Immigration Judges Union. Clearly, there's a huge need based on the large geographic spread that has been serviced by San Francisco. Until now, the immigration court in San Francisco has been handling the bulk of cases from Bakersfield to the Oregon border. Nationally, the Biden administration has tried to beef up capacity, adding six new immigration courts and more than 300 judges. But as more people apply for asylum at the border, the courts can't keep up. And Sankoff says to do their job, judges need better computer systems and more language interpreters and law clerks. Our staff is working nonstop until late hours of the night. Court officials say all support needs are covered at the Concord facility. Biden asked for a major increase in funding to hire more court staff and judges as part of a bipartisan immigration deal. But Republicans killed that plan last week. Meanwhile, here in Contra Costa County, where the new court is opening, immigration attorneys are scrambling for ways to offer legal help to all the people whose cases will be transferred here. Prepping for the high volume footage, and I'm just going to say that that's... Sitting around a conference table at the public defender's office, they flag some troubling issues. That's a big problem. Attorneys say people have not been notified that their cases are being transferred to the new location and may have new hearing dates. And if defendants don't show up for court, they'll be ordered deported. Court officials say they are in the process of notifying everyone. Ali Saidi runs the Contra Costa Deportation Defense Program, which is trying to handle the county's 13,000 cases. He says there are nowhere near enough lawyers to represent the thousands of new people from all over northern and central California who will be coming to the Concord Court. Saidi has just four attorneys and funding to hire two more. Obviously, six lawyers is not enough to handle all of that. That's why we're not doing this alone. Saidi and his colleagues are teaming up with a handful of nonprofit groups to try to give every person at least a brief consultation before they go in front of a judge. Nationwide, fewer than a third of immigrants facing deportation have lawyers. Studies show that slows the legal process down. But if the courts become too efficient, Saidi worries, that could backfire for immigrants. Being 
kind of pipelined into a rushed deportation process without access to attorneys, that to me is a serious due process problem. But timely hearings can also be important for due process and for the whole U.S. immigration system to work, says Doris Meisner, who's a senior fellow at the Migration Policy Institute in Washington, D.C. A functioning, functional immigration judge system is essential today in order for there to be effective border control that also allows for fairness and timeliness for the people that are seeking protection. Meisner says the opening of the new Concord Court is a positive step, but Congress needs to invest a lot more money in the immigration courts for the government to be able to manage the border. For The California Report, I'm Tyke Hendricks. And that's this edition of the California Report from Monday, February 12th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks for listening, and have a great day today. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation, listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines the pursuit of good health, on the web at chcf.org lbca. The William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, investing in creative thinkers and problem solvers who are working to ensure that people, communities, and the planet can flourish. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all, on the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.